forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Yeah, I have nothing against comics, you know. <laughs> I like I like comics. I particularly like comics for kids. I like when kids are, you know, they find something they're, they're interested in and they're passionate about it, you know. People don't let go as they get older, you know, and I don't know. It, to me, it's a little curious because I just think there's more interesting things out there. I thought about doing this on my own a while back. I think you mentioned it on the show. I'm very excited to announce that uh, me and Brett Davis <laughs> will be taking a romp through the Marvel Universe. Yes. And... Uh, Brett is going to guide me on this uh, galactic tour. And I'm being already told that, that Brett Davis uh, is more of a producer on this uh, show. This is your journey. I'm being told this is Mike's journey. But yeah, you have no, a Sherpa. He's, a very... he's your Sherpa. Make Mike Marvel. Welcome to Make Mike Marvel. If you're, if you're new to Mike, Mike is the associate producer on the best show you, you were the call screener at one point and gave, gave me the ultimate opportunity so i am forever in your debt <laughs> i was an early promoter and i encourage you to keep calling even though tom was resistant to your character your <laughs> initial character steinberg uh we don't the, but... we're getting off topic <laughs> So you're familiar, at least, with the the Marvel Comics characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know of Iron Man. Rather than buying a comic book, I bought this book that gave you all the origin stories of Spider-Man. You know, the main uh, Marvel characters. Thor. Uh, did it become like a collector? You know, the whole uh, comic book collector thing. I was actually interested when I was getting comic books. Sergeant Fury. There were there were military themed comics. Marvels with Sergeant Fury. Um, but yes. your your taste is a little more. You like the art <laughs> film. You like. Well, no, I like reality based entertainment. I guess you you describe it as. Okay. You know the further the further entertainment gets from reality for me, then we're in the land of fantasy and and cartoons and. You like a Bellatar. Like well, Bellatar, like a... yeah, Bellatar, like, yeah. Mike Lee is probably my top guy. You know, I like the heavies with with some humor. Growing up, I loved crossovers. Once I I heard that all these little movies are building to a big crossover, it piqued my interest. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any of them until a girlfriend dragged me to the Avengers, and I was hooked. Okay, <laughs> all right. But since then, I've seen every one of these Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. But projects. you're not you're not going into the books though, the comic books. You you didn't. Nope. Okay, so it's, you just stick truly, into the this movies. Is, this is the lane I operated. Okay. All right. I don't care about the DC movies. I don't care if, really? if okay. there's a cool sci-fi or or sort of fantasy epic. It, it uh -huh. rarely piques my interest. Okay. It's 
for some reason this universe i have all right i'm all in you're focused okay and now interesting yeah i think you know you're sort of an an anomaly because i think most of the super fans i mean you've have you ever been to a comic con let me ask that question i i went uh i used to do do a tv show in new york and we filmed some stuff there i don't think the footage ever aired okay Um, so i so i I haven't really been in it but i was Uh around it okay yeah maybe if, if this if this podcast takes off maybe we could take a trip to comic-con together okay i'm 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 worried that you know people are like wait a second he's got this sherpa but he's this sherpa is not the super fan you know he's not well, i i'm i'm as well versed <laughs> in the marvel cinematic universe as anybody uh-huh. okay anything uh, outside yeah. of it right. i don't care it's not right. in the okay. universe <laughs> now we're entering a multiverse and it's getting a little complicated i might have to do a little homework here and there but uh-huh. uh in this universe, you couldn't have a better guide. I'm, uh-huh. I'm the Charon on your river sticks <laughs> into this endless. Do you project. own all the DVDs? I don't have any DVDs. Uh, it's okay. 2023. <laughs> I don't necessarily like these movies. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This I, is good to get but it I up am front. All in. It get is it like front. a TV show where I don't miss an episode, mm-hmm. okay. and I don't like all the episodes. Uh-huh. And some of them I actively dislike. But for whatever reason, I am fully on board. Yeah, no, I, you know, hey, they, they're wildly successful. So, you know, surely you're not alone <laughs> in this, you know, fascination and, and sticking to it over all these years. I would, love to, I would love to figure out on this journey, back going back to Comic-Con, who you would cosplay as. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of check in throughout this process and see. Who would which... I cosplay as? Uh, Obadiah Stane. Okay, you'd have to you'd have to make some cosmetic. Obadiah changes. Stane, you know that name is just yeah. No, the the names I guess going forward will always be a uh, a source of uh, humor or bewilderment. Um, and uh, should we just jump into our first movie? There had been a bunch of uh, movies in the 2000s, Spider-Man, X-Men, that uh, sort of set the stage for Marvel being a box office success, but not all of them were hits. A lot of them were duds, Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider. I think they had sequels, but I don't think they were beloved by anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Marvel created their own movie-making division, Marvel Studios, and this was their grand project. Not an A-list, not a top-tier superhero by any means, and not necessarily a top-tier actor in Robert Downey Jr., the tabloid fodder of the 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, do, do, do you have any opinions on Robert Downey Jr.? He always seemed like a, a wild card, which, you know, I, I prefer that than, than some sort of bland uh, other actors who just don't really have much character off-screen. Had, do you like him as a musician? I'm not not familiar with his music. No, yeah. Smile though your heart is aching. Smile even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by if you smile. How about John Favreau? Are you familiar with his movies? Well, of course, Swingers was his uh, 
big one that I was aware of. You know, Swingers I enjoyed, I guess. Uh, I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theaters. Um, I don't know how it's holding up. Um, I, I watched it recently. You know, I moved to Hollywood, and I was like, I got to mm -hmm. do some research on okay. where all the cool swing dancing spots are. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it's right, right next to me. Really? I okay. Live, I live by that place. So you've been to some of the locations. So yeah, it was it was sort of a unusual choice, I thought. But I guess, you know, he's working with a team of CGI experts and stuff. So it's like, how much control does he really have? You know, it's I, like I a, think a committee. In this film, you know, they're they're working with Kevin Feige, who's the mm -hmm. the brains of the the whole he's overseeing everything, but uh -huh. this is, you know. They claim it's akin to an indie film. Okay. From <laughs> right. from from what I hear of the production, they were rewriting mm -hmm. the script on shooting days. Okay. You know, to account for improvisation and stuff, which I believe, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of it does feel pretty natural dialogue. I think I've seen Iron Man and the Avengers in the theater when they came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a couple others on bootleg DVDs I got at the bar. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I've seen Hulk, uh, which I, I think is not well regarded. I, I was kind of surprised. Is that, is that the on one I consider the, the, the Ang Lee? That, so the Ang Lee's Hulk is not uh -huh. part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, it's not? Yeah. They, I don't even know these technicalities <laughs> well where this is why we're, we're that's why you're here yes clean. you're guiding me <laughs> like like kelsey grover said this uh -huh. is wiping of the lens okay hi everybody tim heidecker here we have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven we've got legendary psych rocker ty siegel and doug is back from down under good day good day and his mommy came with him mommy and gary lucenhop are here too alicia let me know that she finished the white album has thoughts on that so much more on this legendary episode of office hours Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So I, I saw Iron Man in the theater. I remember I went with my brother. It was like a hot summer day. And this this is the kind of entertainment you want. You know, I mean, it's, it's just like nonstop action and, uh, you know, they made different choices that are unusual. I mean, the comic, you know, I was, you know, I had read the origin comic about Iron Man and, you know, it, it came out like in 1963. So, you know, of course, they've revamped it to make it modern in, in modern times. And some of those choices as we go along, uh, you just seem odd to me, you know, because. Uh, just like one that comes to the top of my head is is that he's got these robotic computers helping him construct the Iron Man suit. And, you know, one, of course, I guess he's like the C-3PO of uh, Iron Man. He's got a British accent. Jarvis. Uh, Jarvis, yes. 
Jarvis, you there? At your service, sir. Gauge heads up display. Check. Report all preferences from home interface. Test complete, preparing to power down and begin diagnostics. Uh, yeah, tell you what, do a weather and ATC check, start listening in on ground control. Sir, there are still terabytes of calculations needed before an actual flight is a Jarvis, sometimes you gotta run before you can walk. Ready? In three, two, one. And the other one, I guess, is mute. He doesn't have a name. The, the, he, the he extinguisher. Dumb, dumb E. Dumb E. Okay. So he doesn't speak, right? This just... this, this uh, is a, a young Tony Stark's first robot that he's okay. ever built. All right. Well, I'm, he keeps, I'm glad so, you... keeps around for uh, sentimental okay. reasons. And it, and it extinguishes him when he catches fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they play that joke off uh, uh, one too many times. And I'm just thinking, well, why doesn't he just make a Iron Man robot or drone? Drone better. What? Drone better? Why is drone better? He can he can stay at home with his VR set on, you know, controlling the thing as it flies through the air, and he's not putting his life in peril. Mike, I got good news <laughs> for you. This. This is explored in great depth in future sequels. Okay, all right. In um, fact, there's a whole movie about it. Okay, all right. At least somebody is thinking sensibly yeah. about what the audience is thinking, right? Okay, well that's that's encouraging. Let me let me say that. But um so yeah, it's uh he's a uh Tony Stark is a playboy. It, it's weird that uh weapons manufacturing is is like uh, akin to show business they have award ceremonies you know and 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 he's dating maxim you haven't been to one of those galas <laughs> no i haven't been to a weapons manufacturing <laughs> award ceremony you know with champagne and uh yeah it's just the, the high life um well so i mean there's there's a very clear modern tony stark parallel to make in elon musk Okay, yeah, but this and, is two thousand and eight. Did we know who Elon Musk was in two thousand and eight? I think he's well. Here's a spoiler: he appears in Iron Man two. Mr. Musk, how are you? Congratulations on the promotion. Thank you very much. Thank you. Those Merlin engines are fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, good idea for an electric jet. You do. Yeah. Then we'll make it work. So uh, yeah, wait. Tony Stark comes out. He's you know he's you know he's a an asshole, asshole playboy. Uh, you know, they, there's an allusion to Maxim magazine. Is it true you went 12 for 12 with last year's Maxim cover models? That is an excellent question. Yes and no. March and I had a scheduling conflict, but fortunately the Christmas cover was twins. Which hasn't, uh, people are probably scratching their heads now when they, they what, what was Max, is Maxim magazine still out there? I don't know. So I was more point. of an FHM kind of guy. <laughs> right, but. yeah. The, the, they came out. That, that was your generation's Playboy. You know, we had Playboy. But then you had like these these sort of uh, poor man's playboys that you didn't have to hide under your bed, you know, because yeah. you know they were. <laughs> it wasn't Jessica full nudity. Alba's on the it, cover. It wasn't full nudity, you know. You know, by all accounts, it's set in Afghanistan, right? The, you know, we've we've all heard about Al Qaeda and in the caves and all that. So they're sort of saying they're they're presenting this, but then <laughs> they don't they don't say it specifically so they call them uh it's called the 10 rings right yeah 
because I guess they're 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 afraid of offending Al Qaeda <laughs> or the Taliban. Well, you, you know, know they, 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 they are they are offendable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just weird how, you know, they're making this, you know, clear association, but then they pull back for certain reasons that I don't understand. You know, they they even show you a Bagram Air Base, right? Which is, yeah. you know, that's a real air base. And now that hasn't aged well because that's where the horrible withdrawal took place. So, you know, I'm looking at uh, the aircraft and I'm like, is that the aircraft where the people were clinging to as it took off and people <laughs> dropped to their deaths? I mean, there's all weird new layers to Iron Man that... Uh, they didn't expect, you know, but they're, yeah. they're there now in 2023. Well, the ter- the Ten Rings, they are a terrorist group, but they, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily, they're, they're a multinational group. Uh-huh. Some were okay. speaking Farsi, some were speaking Russian, yeah. some were yeah. speaking Chinese. Of course, like everybody's... yeah. We, could, we, <laughs> we couldn't just name one specific group. Let's disperse them and uh, nobody will be too offended. Did you did you catch a, a cameo in the Ten Rings? One of them is Tom Morello. Okay, <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I just, <laughs> I just came across this. I was looking at the IMDb cast list before the show, and I saw his name. And well, it just says guard. So I didn't even know was that one of the security guards. You know, so I, I had no idea. But oh, thanks thanks for clearing that up for me. Uh, there, there is also a, a cut cameo from Ghostface Killer. Uh huh. Really? Okay. Who, his whole career referred to himself as Tony Starks. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. That makes sense, at least. <laughs> yeah. I don't get the connection to Rage Against the Machine, but. Uh... I saw young Americans killed by the very weapons I created to defend them and protect them, and I saw that I had become part of a system that is comfortable with zero accountability. I like that there's an underlying, actually an underlying anti-war message, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he, you know, he has his awakening moment, his, uh, let's call it his uh, Paul revelation, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, uh, alluding to the, uh, the Gospels uh, or uh, the New Testament anyway. But um, yeah, so he, he, you know, he goes from this, he wants to shut it all down. He wants to, he wants, after his uh, being shot by his own weapons in, in Afghanistan, he, he wants to uh, redirect his, uh, his company. So there is this underlying anti-war message, which I appreciate now, Watching it now where there's kind of a, hey, you know, we're getting ready for our next forever war. So yeah. it's nice to see a, 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 an anti-war message in a movie. Well, um, the but, first thing he does is shut down the weapons manufacturing. But after he has a Burger King. Yeah, Walmart. the product placement. OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The product placement is absurd. And I actually had to freeze frame the image is when Obadiah's stain uh, flies in with a uh, raised pizza, uh-huh. right? He's, 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 you know, he's, he's brought this pizza because this is the so-called best pizza, I guess, in, in, in the country. So he flies it in. There's an image. I don't know if you've, you've noticed this, 
where, you know, he's offering this slice to Tony Stark as he's walking away. And he reveals what this pizza looks like. And it is is the worst looking pizza in cinema history. It is disgusting looking. You know, I don't know if the travel took its toll. Well, I mean, at at the very least, even on a private jet, that's Uh at least six hours just sitting there. He's got another buyer for the Jackson Pollock in the wings. Do you want it? Yes or no? Is it a good representation of a spring period? Um, No, the springs is actually the neighborhood in East Hampton where he lived and worked, not spring like the season. I think it's a fair example. Um, I think it's incredibly overpriced. I need it. Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. I can't really sort of even take her seriously as an actress anymore. I just keep expecting her to go into a uh, wellness infomercial or something, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just sort of associate her more with that than actually being an actress. And she, I mean, does she appear in movies that much anymore? She seems to have kind of let that she's, slide. She's moved away. Yeah, yeah. It's predictable. Nothing surprising. I, have a I would time. argue it's pretty surprising. They don't get together at the end. Well, you know, they're already looking down. You know, I this movie was made with sequels in mind. You know, there's they they kind of like are very uh, sure of themselves going forward. I mean, they've got this character who re- literally sucks sucks the air out of every scene he's in. Who, who am I talking about? Who's the character that sucks I'm the air out? Say of- Rhodey? No, <laughs> no. Agent no. Coulson? Yes. Miss Potts. Yes. Can I speak to you for a moment? I'm I'm not part of the press conference, but it's about to begin right now. I'm not a reporter. I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. You know, he's given what he, he sucks the air and he's just there to, you know, he, he doesn't even hardly function in the movie. He's just there because we're going to get to that down the road. You know, they're, they're planting seeds, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he just gives off, I mean, nothing against Clark Reg. I didn't even know his name. I've seen him in different things. Yeah, the, the writer but, of What Lies Beneath. Oh, he's a writer too. Okay, yeah, and, and the okay. husband of Jennifer Gray. Okay, wow, you are a fountain of information. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of prep going into. I, I've been accused of not preparing for my shows, and uh, this show will be heavily prepared for. But anyway, Clark Gregg, he just gives off to me a Kevin Pollock energy. You know, oh. I've got nothing against Kevin uh-huh. Pollock. There's just these guys in films and you're like, how did that guy get into films? You know, you know, I'm not judging them on their looks or anything. I know Kevin Pollack does a great Christopher walking uh, impression. Yeah. <laughs> He's not completely untalented, but whenever I see him in a movie, I'm like, this guy again, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm with you there. The Clark Gregg. I like, but yeah, you know, okay. if, if this was my only Clark Gregg, uh, here's a little spoiler clark Gregg has his own tv show in the marvel okay. cinematic universe oh does he okay well good he's for very him, good you know? very beloved <laughs> okay um like i said nothing personal what okay. does shield 
stand for? Oh, no. Strategic Homeland Internal (laughs) External Uh, Licensing the Device. The Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement in the Logistics Division. Okay, yeah, no. So the technology actually doesn't exist. So it's, it's, wait, it's, wait, it's wait, the technology. William, here is the technology. I've asked you to simply make it smaller. Okay, sir, and that's what we're trying to do, but honestly, it's impossible. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. What did you think of Jeff Bridges as the villain? I felt sorry for him. And uh, because he has such a, a great uh, legacy, you know, he, he, and I don't know if he needed a new house. And, you know, I, I'm happy he got a big payday. Uh-huh. You know, I, he, yeah, I, I wonder I wondered if he asked to shave his head so people might not recognize him. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, sure, I bet the character maybe has a bald head. I'm not quite but, sure. The, well, the other thing is, uh, this this movie is anti-bald. You know, I mean, both villains are bald. You know, the... Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. But Yinsen is also bald. Okay, the, the, that's a good The, good, the good doctor. Point. So it's two, two to one ratio. Yeah. <laughs> Just these are the types of goofy shit I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, the other thing, and maybe we can make this a regular feature, is uh, the best mumbo jumbo. You know, mumbo jumbo to me, my, you know, my brother, my brother was a big fan of all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would always be aware of this stuff through my brother. He was a big Star Trek fan when we were kids. And, you know, I would watch Star Trek sort of half-heartedly and he was like a super fan. But, you know, I used to joke about when they'd say something that's supposed to be like tech, you know, it's like tech talk, but it, you know, it's, it's tech that didn't even exist. So it's just what I call mumbo jumbo. And, you know, you have lines in this movie too, where, you know, Tony is, is, is designing his stuff or Jarvis is, you know, giving you his, uh, let me let me give you i actually wrote it down it was just so out there hmm. i think this is jarvis connect to the cisco have it reconfigure the shell metals oh maybe this is tony stark speaking use the gold titanium alloy from the seraphim tactical satellite that should ensure fuselage integrity while maintaining power to weight ratio <laughs> See, this is, you know, they they got they put it, they have to put it in there to like sort of impress you, I guess, with their they're so tech savvy and uh-huh. we're, we're talking about advanced tech. Uh, but to me it's just laughable. Not a great idea, Tony, but my suit is more advanced in every way. How'd you solve the icing problem? Icing problem. Might want to look into it. We we have a big big finale, big fight. You know, Marvel's yes. Marvel's admitted weak point is uh, the the big fight at the end is sometimes not so great. I think this is the worst ex- example of that because it's just yeah. like they're in the dark, yeah. they're in Orange County or something. Cars are colliding, and yeah, you know, a, a, 
you know, I've seen other the Spider-Man movies, I, I believe, do this where all this is ha- action is happening and like on roads and highways and stuff and cars are crashing. And, you know, I'm assuming people are getting badly injured, but it's like we don't care. <laughs> yeah. We just want to see what Spider-Man's doing. In this case, it's Iron Man and Obadiah and his, yeah, bum me his out. big suit. <laughs> <laughs> and and I guess this is the other thing why I'm sort of resistant to these movies. And and I, the end of this movie, yes, just turns into a CGI freakout, right? It's mm. all CGI. And that's sort of where I'm resistant because then it's, I feel like I'm looking at a cartoon or a video game, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, reality is totally thrown out the window. Did you see the post credit scene? The post credit scene. Okay. Uh, I think I saw it in the theaters, but that's so long ago, I don't remember. Um, I think when you watch these movies on Disney, do they even allow? Do they even go let the whole thing have a button that that you could just click and it skips to the end? Oh, does it? Which button is that? I, I, that would be helpful. I'd skip to the end button. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> because it pops up. the credits, the credits for these movies is 20 minutes long, right? Yeah. I mean, they're ridiculously long. So they'd make you sit in the theater. I think I, I was aware at the time, but I have. I, you know, I think the exciting option would be, um, I think you should, you should pull this up and we're going to do, these are very popular. A live reaction, and maybe, maybe something moving forward is you could just skip, not worry about the post credit scene when you watch these movies, and then we could get your live reaction because these are like <laughs> the commercials for the next story. Right, exactly. Yeah. Jarvis, welcome home. I'm watching it now. I am. Oh yeah, that yeah, this 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 is familiar. Mr. Stark, you become part of a bigger universe. Samuel L. Jackson, yes. Don't know it. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury. Nick Fury, yeah, okay. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger initiative. There you go. Okay. First off, that's the Sergeant Fury that you grew up reading. It's the same guy they they morphed him into superhero world yeah yeah okay yeah that was his name nick fury That's sergeant nick fury okay now the director of shield iron okay. man what's what's your rating iron man uh how, how are we doing five stars ten stars what's the what system are Let's we using 20 stars 20, 20 stars yeah nobody's done the 20 star mm-hmm. rating system uh, are there half stars, quarter stars? There's quarter know, stars. Quarter stars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, 20 star system. You know, this was entertaining. It goes off the rails at the end. Um, I'll give it a solid 15. Okay. Yeah. They, they, we're, we're, we're just judging these movies. So I, I'm, I'm considering the fact that I'm not going to enjoy all of them. So I think I think this franchise is off to a good start with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect it will not maintain the 15. The next movie on our journey is The Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Norton. 
not Eric Bana. Okay. You know if you've seen this one? I may not have. I think I, I've only seen the Ang Lee Hulk. Yeah. A, con a slightly controversial one. Some some uh, have argued it's not canon at different times, but uh, it is. We're mm -hmm. watching it. So that okay. is your assignment. This has been Make Mike Marvel. The journey <laughs> has begun. Uh-huh. Did uh, I marvel? I, I, maybe that'll be the end. Yeah, you did you me. marvel? I slightly marveled. <laughs> well, we'll be back next week talking The Incredible Hulk. I'm Brett Davis. This is AP Mike. Thank you for, for doing this. You're welcome. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.